0: You know, sometimes when we look at life, things are kind of confusing to us. We're not exactly sure what's going on. And and maybe it looks as if, if God were painting a picture of our life, he's just throwing paint up there haphazardly, and it's just coming up to be a big mess. Well, not only can that be confusing to our mind, when we start to mess with life, it also gets to be troublesome for the heart. Today I want to talk about your heart and I ask you a question: Do you have any heartaches? Now, heartaches may come because things have been disappointing to you. Things have happened that have been upsetting, that have turned your life around, and you're not sure exactly where things are headed. It's like looking at that painting, it's just all confusing. Have you ever had heartburn? Oh, yeah, you can think of eating some burrito or something that that gave you some heartburn. Psychologists tell us that when we go through difficult times in life, especially loss, that our heart, our mind, can go through different stages. It can go through uh, denial, and then anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance. Two weeks ago, we observed a very tragic death. The death of Jesus. But you know, we didn't go through any of those stages that the psychologist talked about because we knew that God was creating a new day. We knew that three days later, Jesus would be alive again. Oh, what a difference one day makes! What a difference our God makes! And not just through Easter, but because of Easter, what a difference God can make in our lives. And so these weeks after Easter, we've been focusing our messages on the fact that we have a new life. And today I want to talk about that new life that we have as we experience it with a new heart. And we're going to listen to a doctor tell us about it. It's Dr. Luke. Yeah, that guy who wrote that gospel about Jesus, he was a doctor. And the Holy Spirit moved him with his professional background to make some observations about the disciples of Jesus. And he tells us about the heart trouble that they were having even on Easter. But how Jesus fixed that heart. Let's listen in. Now that same day, that's Easter Sunday, Two of them, that is two of Jesus' larger group of disciples, so not two of the eleven or twelve as we normally think of them, but of the larger group of disciples, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. So they're going back over and they're talking about how Jesus was arrested, how he was put on trial. How the crowd turned against him. How he was then condemned to death, beaten, and crucified horribly. How he was buried. And, yes, even the reports that they were hearing about his body not being in the tomb that Sunday morning. So they're talking about all of those things. But Luke gives us another perspective on it. He says, "...as they talked and discussed these things with each other..." Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. So they just thought he was another traveler. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Now I highlighted that word discussing because in the Greek language, the original language that was used, Luke used a term that was talking about they're discussing the matter really we might call it disputing in other words there were some strong emotions being expressed during this now they maybe weren't arguing over the details of what happened but probably why why did all this happen and it was not just a friendly discussion it was kind of a, a heated a debate and we might well just simply say they were confused what luke was trying to tell us is as they were looking back at all these events They were experiencing some heartache. And that was coming out in this response of dismay, confusion, filled with a lot of emotion at the same time. Now, maybe you have experienced certain situations where things happen to you unexpectedly, and and all of a sudden you, you, you kind of feel dismayed, confused by it, and your emotions take over. That's exactly what was happening here. They were confused by all these things that were going on and didn't understand what was happening. Luke tells us a little more. When Jesus had asked them, what are you talking about? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? Luke now makes the observation that what was on the inside of these guys, this dismay and confusion, all these emotions, was now showing itself on the outside. Their faces are downcast. We might put it this way. They were depressed. And that happens, doesn't it? When shocking things happen to us and we can't figure it out, we then internalize it. And we become depressed and sad over it because our expectation for things has been changed. There's more. Jesus asked them, what things? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what's more, it's the third day since all this took place. What you hear coming out from them now is disappointment. We had hoped, in the original Greek it should be translated, and we were hoping, the difference being they were saying this had been something that was in our hearts and our minds for a long time. This is what was carrying us through. We believed he was the redeemer. Now, whether they thought of him as being one who would set up a, a glorious earthly kingdom, or whether they really understood that he was the Messiah who had come to suffer for sins and bring them to God, unsure, but that was their hope. That's what had carried them all along. And now that hope was dashed. It was brought to an end with Jesus' arrest and trial, death, and burial. Yet they remembered Jesus' words. Something was supposed to happen three days later. But they didn't have any proof of it yet. And so their confusion is now expressing itself in disappointment. We understand that. When we have expectations for things... When we need things to go a certain way and they don't, we can become disappointed, maybe even devastated. And there's still more. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So all this surprise and and amazement, but none of it could be backed up. For these guys, seeing meant believing. Believing. Talk about two confused individuals, huh? They kind of knew what was going on, but didn't understand why. The expectations and the hopes that they had were dashed. And that caused them heartache. That was trouble in their heart. You and I have been through those steps too, and any, for any number of reasons let's take a look at the reasons that are probably behind those responses. These guys were obviously experiencing sorrow, sorrow over loss. When we experience the loss of a a loved one or some kind of uh, upsetting, tragic event, some disappointment, there's sorrow. Sorrow is is a very powerful emotion. It, It can goof up our vision of things. That is, we don't see clearly. We don't think clearly. In fact, for some people, they become so overwhelmed with sorrow, they kind of freeze up. They don't know what action to take. They just totally stop. For some people, the sorrow becomes so heavy that they can't see beyond it to see what life would be like next. Now, that's a A very normal human emotion i'm not condemning it but i also want to remind you that the scriptures say we do not sorrow like people who have no hope because god is on the other side of that sorrow and we'll get to that in a moment but there was something else behind this heartache in addition to sorrow and that was fear fear of what was going to happen The ladies were expressing that fear as they're going to the tomb who's going to open this tomb and and then they get there and it's opened and and the body is gone what's going on here there's fear what's happening now the disciples yeah those strong brave guys where are they they're back in town they're hiding behind locked doors why for fear of the jews the scriptures tell us they were afraid what was going to happen to them now as followers of jesus Fear is also a very powerful emotion that can disable us and take over our lives. But there's something else yet that was behind the sorrow and the fear that was really causing the heartache. And Jesus points it out. Listen. Jesus said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. To you hear what Jesus said was the real problem behind their heartache? It was failure to see God's plan. It was a failure to see God at work through all of this. Jesus points out, this was God's plan. This is what was foretold. You know, it's easy for us when we go through situations to focus on what's happening right then and there, right around us. And we miss the purpose. We miss the things behind the scenes. All we see is a picture that's been painted that looks very confusing. We need somebody to turn it in the right direction so we see clearly what's going on. And that's what Jesus was pointing out. The Messiah had to suffer and die. The crown of thorns had to come before the crown of glory. This failure to see God's plan at work oftentimes is what lies behind the heartaches that we experience in life as well. Failure to see God at work. Does your heart ache? It wasn't just those disciples 2,000 years ago who were confused by things, who didn't understand God's plan. Sometimes we're experiencing that too. Well, and sometimes then we become suckered into thinking that, well, maybe if I just put a positive spin on it, you know, maybe if I disregard the negative and just look at the positives, all the negatives will go away. Or maybe we'll think, uh, you know, maybe if I just get a whole bunch of people to pray about this, we'll force God to change his mind. And things will be different. Instead of seeing things for what they are, And realizing God is working behind the scenes. It doesn't mean he wants us to have the heartache. It doesn't mean he has caused the trouble or the disappointment. But he's going to use it. He's going to work behind it. Things don't always go our way in life. But things always go God's way. And with God's way, there's always blessing. So how do we handle the heartache? What should our response be? Well, maybe these two, I don't know, are they aliens or something? Maybe these two little aliens can give us a hint. I think the one on the left is a woman. <laughs> if I can't hear your heartbeat, you're too far away. <laughs> so what she's saying is, you've got to be close so I can hear your heartbeat. You've got to be close so I know your love. Isn't that what God is telling us? Maybe you're too far away from me that you don't hear my heartbeat. Maybe you're too far away that you don't realize I'm working and I love you. So when your heart aches, whether it be from some setback or disappointment, some failure, some loss, change in health loss of a job, a financial setback when it seems things you've been working at for a long time just aren't happening the way you want them to what should you do just listen for God to give you a new heart listen to his promises like this one for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. Or this promise. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. In other words, stop looking at all the things that you think you need in this life to be happy, successful, and taken care of. And then worry when those things are gone. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Just listen to his promises and then take the next step of faith. Look to see what God is doing. Look to see him work a beautiful painting for your life. It calls for faith. And it starts with this step. Understanding that the reason Jesus is our helper in life is because he is our Savior. That's the key to understanding how heartache can be turned to heartburn. Yeah, I'm telling you, get some heartburn. (laughs) Not from a burrito or somebody's stew or whatever it is. I'm talking about a different kind of heartburn. Listen to how these disciples experienced it. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus, and remember, they don't know it's Jesus, acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. In other words, it's too late to be traveling on these roads now. Stay with us. They enjoyed hearing Jesus. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. Then they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They had a heartburn, heartburn from the Lord. And here are the reasons why. Because now they knew the truth. Jesus lives. It is just as God had foretold. God was working his plan. He said he would send a savior, and he did. Jesus, his own son, who lived perfectly under the laws of God for them, and then took upon himself the guilt of all of our sins. Suffering the wrath of God for it. So you and I would never have to experience that. Finally, to rise from the dead. To show he is the Son of God. He is our Savior. Sin and death have been defeated. And you and I will live. That's the truth they heard from the scriptures. That's what set their heart a burning now. And there was another truth. Jesus has come to us. They said our hearts were burning when he opened the scriptures. There in God's word, they experienced God's love. And then, when Jesus sat down with them and broke bread, it was like he was going to celebrate communion with them. And they recognized, this is my Lord who is with me. So it is that God comes to us to give us heartburn too, through his scriptures, where he reveals that love. And through Holy Communion, where he shows us the proof of his love, to give us his own body and blood to guarantee our salvation. That's the reason we can have heartburn. That's what sets our heart on fire. Now look what happens when you have heartburn from Jesus. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together and saying, It is true. The Lord has risen, and he's appeared to Simon. And then the two told what happened to them on the way, and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. You see what happens when you get heartburn from Jesus? Your faith is ignited. Because heartburn, takes place in the very cradle for our faith, our heart. When we hear the truth of God's love, of Jesus being present in our life, then our hearts are set on fire. They have life because Jesus has come into them and Jesus is the life. Those hearts are now warmed and comforted with that forgiveness and assurance of his blessing. And then that faith starts to glow. I wonder what their faces looked like when they saw that it was Jesus. And how excited they were when they said, weren't our hearts burning? Joy was now evident in their life. And they did what oftentimes we do when we get excited about something. You start to do something. You start to tell other people. And that's what happened here. They got up to go. It didn't matter that it was dark. It didn't matter that the roads were now unsafe. They had something to do and something to tell. And they went all the way back to Jerusalem to show the others the truth. Jesus is alive. That's the same kind of heartburn and the results we can expect in our life too. When we come to Jesus, where he comes to us in his word and in his sacraments. And then we find that the heartaches of life will be taken care of, replaced with heartburn. James Dobson, who is a a famous Christian psychologist and family advocate of our time, tells the story of when he was an intern at USC Medical Center. It was of a little boy who was suffering from cancer and was nearing the end of his life. They were giving him medication Uh, that was very strong and sometimes would cause him to be delirious. One day, his mother was at his bedside, and the little boy kept talking about hearing bells ring. I hear the bells. I hear the bells, he would say. The nurse had come in, and his mother said, I guess that medication is really causing him to be delirious because he keeps (laughs) talking about hearing bells. The nurse said to him, Oh, he's not delirious. I told him, When the pain gets so bad, just listen for the bells of heaven because Jesus is coming for you. That's what he hears. That's how you turn heartache into heartburn. Just listening to that truth Jesus lives. He's coming for you. Amen.